0: Hello and welcome to Talk the Line. I'm Jen Long. On this podcast, I talk to some of our favourite people about the things they love. And this week, we are back at Iceland Airwaves for the final time talking to Einar Un. Einar un has been described as the first punk in Iceland. He played alongside Björk in the early 80s in narco-punk outfit Kúch before joining her as a founding member of the Sugar Cubes. In recent years, he's collaborated with Damon Alban and Gorillaz as well as making music under his Ghost Digital project. And he's also a renowned artist. We are talking about whispers, not the chocolate bar. So we've already talked to your ex-bandmate today about the environment and this chat is kind of following on from that in a sense. I don't know. Is there a competition there? Is there a competitive force?
1: Um No, I wouldn't say so. Because I, <laughs> I, I wasn't <laughs> present there so I wouldn't mm. need to listen to what he was saying. But
0: Do you, the, you want your podcast to be better than his? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think it will be. <laughs> <laughs> but um what we're talking about today, it does kind of follow on but you we're just saying before we switch the recorder on you recently graduated from a master's degree
1: yeah i did a master's degree in fine art um, and i just wanted to unplug to plug myself back in Mm -hmm. and give myself like a moment to think um, to go over sort of um, to just to ponder about like what influenced me if there was anything uh, and I had a research question which was, why do I do what I do? And, and I started to realize that my beginning was back in 1976 when I was um, this, this heard punk music for the first time. Mm. Burst, cock, spiral, scratch. And that sort of opened my eyes to the possibilities of emotion, music, colors, everything. And it was life for me to start off with.
0: Right, okay, so it was seeing punk bands light it was a visceral experience. No, I was stuck in Iceland. Oh, so there was no punk bands here? No. So, so that's uh, why you formed, I, don't know, I might say it wrong, Smeklissa?
1: Smeklissa came a number of years later. Right, but Yeah. Okay. But, but before that there was Gram Records and, and right. so, yeah, so we started like our own punk mu- movement here, yeah. Would basically would be post-punk mm. by definition. Gotcha. So I s- just went into looking at that and went from punk into situationist situationism, mm. into letterism, into data. And right, okay. everything made sense for me. And then I, d- I was just studying all of this and then I just started to paying attention to whispers because we're not, we're not like paying attention all the time. You know, there's so much noise around that we mm. would possibly walk into nature and we say, so, what happens next?
0: But I mean, was this something that was present in your mind in the 70s and 80s? Because it's, it feels like something that's quite new to be inundated with information, to be inundated with things grabbing your attention, to be in, inundated with, as you say, noise. It feels like something that's quite a current situation. It, whereas it, I kind of, I, I mean, I, I was a kid in the 80s and 90s. and I don't remember being this distracted constantly like i think i used to get bored
1: yeah no i think um, i think one of the greatest sort of traits that we've been sort of um, not allowed to have is to get bored to be able to be bored and if we're bored to do something about it to deep bore ourselves mm. and here you know here's a new word deep bore it doesn't exist but to create new things and just you know be creative all the time Mm. and for me um, to sort of pay attention to the whispers in language we've sort of got yes and no and maybe but it's binary Mm. and we we have we've not allowed that the sort of the, the third language to be allowed something we don't see. Right. Because here in Iceland, we have uh, hidden people and elves. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, yeah. And they're part of our uh, community. I've had to build a house where I had to negotiate with the hidden people because they wouldn't allow us to build the house. So I had to get a seer in to negotiate.
0: um, Wait, no, hang on. Okay, I think we're going to have to explain this a little bit deeper for the people listening who aren't aware of who the hidden people are. Yeah. so it's it's like almost like uh, Norse mythology. No, no, no,
1: it's not nothing. C- it, it's it's. Um, I think you call it folklore. Okay, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. But there's like you know, on, on uh, that here in I, in the country, you got them. You got them in Ireland as well. The hidden people or the mm. the, I can't remember the names of what they're called there. But we have got hidden people, huldefolk, and elves, alvar. And there are two different types of, hidden, uh, of people we can't see. Some people can see them, but they are there. And you can approach them, you can speak to them. I was building a house and I had problems building, the, placing the house on like you know, on the land. And when we started excavating for drainage and things like that, all the equipment broke down. So I got a seer in who said, there's uh, loads of hidden people here, but you made provisions that they can live uh, you know, in the surroundings with you. And so we made a contract with them that they, they would live in the stones and rocks mm. uh, and the meadows and we could build our house and every once in a while that we should go into the meadows and and speak to them and and that's what I've been doing so at the same time when I've done this I've realized that this has to do with being content with nature that you don't basically fuck with nature you we are part of it we're not Dominating it mm. as we want to do, we are part of it, and therefore we should not sort of destroy what we are part of.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And in terms of whispers, you're not talking literally people sitting on a train having a gossip with each other.
1: No, no. no. Whispers are are like whispers are like they are in the old etas. Um, then, then people men came to Eirarun and whispered their secrets and and to to her and she so kept their secrets is
0: this norse mythology yes, now? okay yes, yes. So is Eddas a god
1: no eddas are the the poetry the poetry of the eddas uh, is sort of where norse mythology is kept okay, it's the yeah. documentation of the norse mythology in in general and the philosophy of the norse mythology mm. and so the whispers are, um, you see it everywhere, that whispers are something which cannot be heard, but it's there, mm. and you, so you try to decipher it, it might be a secret, or it might be the truth, we're always seeking the truth, and so if you just pay attention, then you might sort of uh, make provisions, that there is something more than yes and no, There is something more than yes no and maybe mm-hmm. there's something th- which you can't see but you must take that into account that there are other things around you which you can't see right. but but it's, it's like you know you can play with it that there is something
0: um, so by whispers we mean we mean like kind of otherworldly things we mean the things that are just in the corner of your eye the the peripheral vision of yeah, the world and
1: if we now for example close
0: our eyes
1: you might see some
0: flickerings,
1: mm. um, which could be from the lights above us, you know, still continued on our, our retinas and things like that. Uh, but they're interesting to notice that they actu- they're there, but then they're gone. But they were an int- interesting experience. So it is about how you feel in the moment, um, mm. what you do in the moment. Are you enjoying yourself? Are you bored? How do you relieve boredom?
0: This is the thing. My gran always used to say to me that, like, there's no reason for you to be bored. Like, almost like boredom was a a sin. Do you know what I mean? Like, boredom was the thing that you did when you were too lazy to find yourself something to do. Yeah. Like boredom was not something you can indulge in. Yes. But so, now as I get older, I kind of think boredoms it's like quite nice to be bored sometimes. It's f- quite a luxury.
1: I, it is a luxury to be bored, but we're not allowed to be bored. So, um, of course, people can be boring. I might be boring. Um, <laughs> but, hey, um, I'm not perfect.
0: Right, You've got 20 minutes to prove that wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so I'll just sign now for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. but it's like what it's like what you, it's like what you uh, experience it's like what you see what you hear um, that there is like I think there's a pop song which says there must be more to life than this mm-hmm. and so it's like uh, there is much more to life than this there is more and it needs just to be cultivated and that's why we've got things like art uh, I would say politics is the opposite they try to uh, trivialize everything and make it sort of like w- uh, two-sided uh, yes and no again mm-hmm. language yes and no um, um, binary instead of m- taking into account that that um, the water bottle for example is much more than a water bottle. It is a container. It has come from somewhere. And it has a history, even though people might say it has a boring history. But It has a very long future. It, yeah, this bottle, for example, has a long future because it's made out of plastic. You are correct. Yeah. Um, so it will outlive us. And so two generations from now, it could tell us a story of us or even then be a sweater mm-hmm. and be somebody walking in the water bottle, having had the experience to sit through this interview with us. Totally bored. (laughs) Iggy Pop said, I'm chairman of the board.
0: Yeah, he did. So in your degree, how were you interpreting these whispers into fine art? Was it through drawing? Was it through, was was the degree performance? Was it through music? uh, It was was through...
1: um, all of those mediums right. uh, I did drawings I did record them I played them back uh, so you so you could hear them uh, but you couldn't see them uh, so the drawings and so I was just playing uh, playing with and around this sort of the the idea of sometimes you see them sometimes you hear them sometimes you don't and and then just sort of seeing what kind of uh, effect it had on me and mm. or or just to acknowledge that there
0: there, you know, there is something more. Mm. And how did your thoughts change over the course of what's a master's? Is it one or two years of study?
1: This one is two years. Two years.
0: Um, how did your, your perceptions of whispers, how did your thoughts about them change over those two years the more you involved yourself? Well, it's interesting
1: because now we're, um, we are, speaking and we're being recorded so now only the audio can be heard Mm. but i am drawing with my fingers into the air and so the audience can't see that but they can hear that
0: i am looking very sexy today Uh, the audience can't see that
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you're enjoying reykjavik at least i am it's wonderful (laughs) (laughs) so no, it, it's just a matter of like, you know, that, that, that what I hear, I draw. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they find that interesting and they want to know what I hear. And then I just point out to the drawing, this is what I hear. And so uh, if I said, this is what I see and I draw something, people r- relate to that. But they mm-hmm. there is a, a there's a diffi- difficulty bridge there uh, of like, how can you interpret what you hear into a drawing. But that's what I'm doing. I'm drawing what I hear, which some people find... Uh, I don't do portraits, for example, but I can do anecdotes. So if you tell me a story, I can draw that. Right. So okay, yeah, yeah, my yeah. drawings are also a story. It's like, you know, <laughs> the art of storytelling. It's different from straightforward um, once upon a time, da 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 da, da, hmm. da. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm just... I'm just saying that once again what you see is possibly not what you get it's like you know it's different it's like we are w- we are sort of hindered in our perception and and of what is out there and, and that's what you know. That that's what I want to seek out, mm. try to find and experience. Wh- wh- where are
0: you seeking your whispers from? Where do you find your inspiration? Is it by listening, eavesdropping? By
1: no, d- y- y- it's yeah. w- well, if <laughs> you I- not by eavesdropping as such, but you you hear something and you can make up your own stories of what you hear, eavesdropping mm. and yeah. think, and that sometimes. Uh, If you think what you heard and you make up a story and you get into a spin and think he's going to kill her and then you go back and that's not true. So you make up the story. It's like, you know, you don't know always what's going on, but it's it's just interesting just to walk around, to listen to nature. For example, I walk around a lot with my dog and the wind is always blowing
0: mm.
1: so i'm thinking where does the wind come from okay i might get a fi- uh, the w- the the weather person or whoever saying oh that's because there's a high depression over greenland which creates a barometer or whatever and that causes the wind to be created but it doesn't answer where it comes from it's like you know what kind of a emotion is the wind Mm. Is the wind angry. It's
0: definitely angry. It's definitely angry here.
1: No, it wasn't (laughs) angry yesterday. (laughs) It was today.
0: Yeah, today. Mm. But then again, why
1: was it angry today? If you try to analyze or or think Mm. about the emotion, about like, you know, isn't it just
0: beautiful
1: what life can be? And here we are in the sixth mass destruction.
0: So tell me about the sixth. What was the fifth mass
1: destruction? Mm, A dinosaur's. What was the fourth? I can't remember. Okay. But it's even gets even better mm. because we don't know everything. So what happened before then might have been that the aliens were here, and they caused the first uh, or the zero uh, destruction. And so we're just in in development of like you know being consumed by aliens.
0: You think that?
1: No, of course
0: not. Do you know what? I watched a really good film on the flight over which uh, the music was um, composed by uh, an Icelandic composer by uh, Johan Johansson. Mm -hmm. A brilliant film called Arrival with Amy Adams. Yes. Have you seen that film? Yes. And that's all about aliens and language. Yes, absolutely. And she says something in that film that's something... She's talking to... uh, What's his name? Jeremy Renner. And she says that... um, Language is the cornerstone of civilization of society, yes. something like that, and he says no it's science because they're you know competing personalities, but I kind of thought that was quite i, I don't, it resonated with me somewhat because I was thinking as a society being able to communicate it was a bit of a turning point for humans right? It, yeah it is. Because Having it the cognitive revolution and being yeah, able to converse absolutely, with each absolutely. other.
1: Absolutely and therefore I think it's like very interesting to make up a new language to put forward like new ideas Yeah. so that we don't stagnate and language is dominated by those who rule and they sort of dictate how we should think and so if we say I'm not going to think that way. We need to communicate in a different way. And so that's
0: possibly a new signing, well, I mean, assigning. I don't, don't want to give away the ending of the film, but no. uh, that's sort of the gist, isn't it? Is the way that your, you, that your language operates is the way that your mind works. And so to expand your mind is to... Stop thinking... The, in stop the, thinking in a in linear narrative. Yes,
1: because it's like I once made a... A soundtrack to a movie and the, the, the storyline in the movie is linear, mm. but the music is dynamic. And so we need to start thinking dynamically about our life and therefore add into it other values of like whispers, of thinking about, make it m- accommodate that there are things which are not seen but we need to give them space mm-hmm. and not claim all space around us, Hence not you know take over nature. Nature needs its space because we're part of it. Uh, my son the other day said a very interesting thing which I had not thought about before. As you can see in Reykjavik, we are having uh, loads of buildings being built.
0: A lot, a lot I of construction. Th- yeah, and
1: then he said to me, Dad, did you know that? It doesn't matter how many buildings we new buildings we built the earth doesn't get heavier.
0: Oh my God, I was literally thinking about that, This because I, I went for a run two days ago on your seafront on a beautiful, mm-hmm. and I was looking at all the construction, I was thinking, but, when, but you're putting all the weight there, but then there's always the same amount of mass yes. on the planet, but yes. then with energy, if you burn something, mm-hmm. it produces heat, but then the heat fades, so where does the new energy come from? Mm. Is there always the same amount of energy and mass on the earth, and if someone's born, and then, I don't know, I got, really got into it while I was literally thinking exactly yeah. that. Yeah. No, it is, it's
1: a very interesting concept that we're, we, this is what we've got. We don't have anything else. Is
0: energy finite?
1: Yeah. It's like, well, after 18 billion years, uh, the sun will have burnt all its hydrogen. Mm. Then it will explode. Yeah.
0: It'll just be a shooting star so, to another planet. So,
1: why are we doing uh, this to our children? This is a lyric I did back in 1981. But it's like, the earth is just what we've got. uh, And we should just try to not preserve it, but be part of it. And like this sixth annihilation or whatever, no, not sixth mass destruction, because I can't pronounce (laughs) (laughs) annihilation. annihilation Um, yeah and i yes yeah i'm I'm not gonna try to no don't
0: bother it's not worth it (laughs)
1: destruction's great yeah mass destruction (laughs) um no so it's like but it's like you know brilliant thinker tim morton Mm. and his books being ecological for example and also ritualistic magic it's like they're just so brilliant in in sort of speaking about this concept from quantum physics as well um point of view and but it's like it's just brilliant to to ponder on these things and not take everything for granted mm. and it's like um and and you know politics people denying um, global warming or sixth destruction and people saying we are heading for it that's language again saying yes and no mm. no it's not happening yes it's happening but in when if we just you know start realizing that it's actually happening and we're not tweeting about it we are actually living it
0: right okay so this goes down to the noise again
1: yeah we are living this and and so it's like should we be rejoicing that we we are like you know unique in the human history that we're actually watching this that we're, we're
0: watching ourselves destroy ourselves yes
1: should we why don't we just why don't we just put down everything and just start a live broadcast of how we are behaving, and just watch how we speak about these things and see how how things how we are, be- are behaving and then you know we will in the end just you know
0: go poof and I we're always gone wonder, once wonder, once this round of civilization's been wiped out, will there be any survivors, and if not, how long will it take for the next round um, of humans to develop to what was the word what to uh, evolve evolve how that, long that, will it be until species like ourselves walk on the earth again mm.
1: we don't know we don't know and it, but the, the, another interesting thing i heard this on on bbc world service one of those people because we you know they you they can the knowledge can tell you what happened on the earth before mm. but we can't tell what happened before but after like let's say 10,000 years, they go into the earth crust and try to find out. And so our space n- here is last like 2,000 years since we've been started destroying the earth. Mm. They will probably not be noticeable in wow. the earth crust. So we are totally insignificant, but we h- behave that like that we rule everything and it that it, it's our... Uh, god given
0: but then i also think it you know in the past say the dinosaurs are wiped out and all that's left is dinosaur bones but when we're wiped out there'll be no that that plastic bottle is still gonna that's that's that's, that's, that
1: that was his point because because we are such a small we're such a, a a short era in in the the whole scope of things that they might just drill through it and not even notice that we were here. But
0: I had this light fantasy that once some species similar to human has re-evolved and it's had its cognitive revolution and they've found some texts and then they've learnt how to decipher what was our written language, that one day they might find a book of Harry Potter's and they might think that Harry Potter was God. Imagine an entire religion based yeah. on, the f- on the teachings of Harry Potter.
1: I think that would be a sort of a terrifying experience. But I think it would be better this than, this than traditional religion yeah. myself. But this <laughs> is actually th- 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 my, my, uh, my final piece. The last piece of artwork I showed mm-hmm. was actually this notion that you were actually watching my little whispers. But what you were seeing that you were in the future but you were back in 2018 and you were trying to decipher what I was saying. And so it was like t- uh, spaced no, time travel forward, but you were placed in 2018 trying to s- decipher what there was, what, what, what was happening.
0: If you could travel faster than the speed of light, would you be able to time travel?
1: I don't know. I'm not a physician. I am just a... Yeah. Network.
0: What about learning other languages? Do you think they open up a part of your brain? Yes,
1: I'm. I'm totally fascinated by trying to to to, to understand other languages and um, to understand how they they function and how they work, and also um, like the hieroglyphs uh, mm. and and other. Languages which, or alphabets which were based on drawings, yeah, and how how they were sort of drawn, and there's like uh, um, how little mounds of like sand made by people in Africa meant a, a story of of like how they cultivated the land and things like that, mm. which is very interesting and shows tells me that that. The language I was brought up with, Icelandic, mm. uh, doesn't tell the whole story. There is more.
0: Right. Yeah. There is not, more. You don't have so many words.
1: We have a lot of words. I we've thought there
0: was more in English.
1: Uh, I don't know, but we've got a lot of words for the sea. Right. Okay. And we yeah. We've got a lot of w- words for different types of sky.
0: Okay. So this is quite in Greenland, don't they have like? Doesn't Eskimo have several words for snow?
1: Uh, many 20, 30 words or wow. expressions for snow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How many is there for sea in Icelandic?
1: Oh, I can't remember. Okay. I know at least three. What Water, are they? sea, side, oh, half. Oh, okay.
0: So <laughs> don't put me on
1: this spot Sorry. like that. I thought we were friendly.
0: <laughs> I always find idioms fascinating in other languages. Yeah, so in like in in English you would say I've got bigger fish to fry, but yeah. I mean the meaning it means doesn't it makes no sense? But you have to know the language to understand the meaning. Yeah, you have to know the you have to yeah you have to be there, don't you? you have to be part of the society and understand it. Yeah, we
1: yeah we've got like enki verður óparin biskup.
0: What's the literal translation?
1: Nobody get nobody will be unbeaten nobody engin verður opar and bishop, nobody will will get to be bishop without getting beaten
0: wow gotcha
1: I don't
0: know Dunno. I don't know you should go and hide under a blanket and think about it uh,
1: no what we <laughs> that's an Icelandic one right no what we hid under <laughs> was uh, skins no, alright
0: hide under some and hide under some skins yes, and ponder yes, it yes how should we leave people
1: well we we leave people with like a minute silence they start listening to the whispers all around them and they try to make head or tails of if they're hearing anything
0: and if they're bored or if they're bored
1: they just pick their nose that's (laughs) so easy it's such a you know, it's so easy. If you're bored, you just stick your finger up your nose and try this. <laughs> You dig and drill and try to find something. And if you find something, then you take it between your index finger and thumb and you start rolling it. And then you see the next person you don't like or like and flick it at them and see it if it sticks on their forehead. <laughs> so that's how you combat boredom. Just, you know pick your nose
0: giving you a minute what of picking my nose yeah, silent, silent nose picking
1: No silent nose picking but then it's like it's not really nice if you pick too hard if you're very bored and you get a nosebleed because then if you're wearing a white shirt you have hey?
0: never picked your nose so much you gave yourself a nosebleed you want a bet no it's not
1: a thing. I can show you
0: Please don't. No, no, but don't. But no, I no, no. can't because I'm not
1: bored. So not bored. Okay.
0: Well, that's good. I can
1: actually. It's like <laughs> it's so easy. It's the best thing if you want to know about this. Is um, it can't turn out into a fetish. Then you don't cut your nails on your index finger because then it becomes sharp and then it's so easy to bloody your nose. It's right. Ra- it's embarrassingly simple. Honestly, honestly, I swear it. It's so easy, trust me, I've got the experience. I'm a seasoned nose picker. Thank you very much. Pleasure, it's all mine.
0: A big thanks to Einar. We will be talking Harry Potter on next week's episode. A massive thanks to Iceland Airways for having us at the festival this year. There are tickets on sale for next year, it is amazing. You have been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. This podcast is produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. It is a podcast from the line of Best Fit. You can subscribe to it, follow it on social media. You could even leave us a review. We are changing things up in the new year. Next week's episode will be the final one of this series before we take a bit of a break. Come back next week because we are talking to Tancred about Harry Potter. See you then.